You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Well, Jay, the uh, festivities continue here at the Electric Festival. It, they are continuing, Mike. It's a little, it's a little dampish outside. Um, you know, kind of dampening a few spirits, but there are a lot of brave souls here. Well, we got to fly a couple times today that already. So, uh, but the rain has kind of moved in, and between the rain and the wind, it's kind of put everybody under the. Um, uh, yeah, canopy. yesterday, yesterday, folks, uh, it was really windy. It was a great day, but it was just really, really windy. And now it's at least in the morning. We we got out here uh, about nine o'clock this morning, right? And it was just like misting, and the wind wasn't blowing, and so people jumped out on the runway and started flying. And now, as it's getting towards noonish, uh, the it's now raining a little steadier with small pockets of you know clarity. Um, but the wind, the wind picked up, and we went out there to try to fly your uh, turbo beaver, and that was that was actually kind of fun, wasn't it? That was a little fun. The, the crack turbo beaver is very light, and you know it runs off of a two cell battery. It uh, was a little bit uh, hairier ish. Yeah, it was a little sporty. It was a little sporty. It was a little sporty flying. The uh, designated area for the light uh, foam aircraft is a very small area, and you have to kind of fly it in that area for right. the 3D And it's stuff. right next to a big old big, a big fence. tall fence. A big yeah. tall fence. Yeah. So you're kind of flying in a canyon, uh, so to speak, you know, between the <laughs> runway uh, where guys are zooming by, you know, doing it, you know, 80 miles an hour. Right. And that fence, which it's a it's a very large area, but when you're being blown away, blown around by. You know, what What do you think the winds were gusting to? Just, you know, they're yeah, probably 14 or 15 yeah. miles per hour. So you have an aircraft that weighs a couple ounces. Yeah. Wet. 29. Wet. <laughs> 29 <laughs> ounces, 30 ounces. Yeah. Like it, was, it was getting blown around, just sitting on the ground. The thing is like lifting off the ground and getting slammed down. It was, it was, it was kind of fun. You did a good job, though. Um, I got a little bit more experience, I think, than you do because in Alaska, this would be a good day to go fly. Really? Yeah. You know, well, it's not snowing. It's not snowing, so you know if there's just a little a little wind, it's still kind of nice. Like this is actually a nice day, you know, temperature wise. Sure. Um, and the wind, I mean, it's not a torrential downpour. It's just kind of misting, raining light, very lightly. Very often in in July, we you know it's like this all all the time. So it's like if you want to fly sometime during the summer, <laughs> this might be the best day you got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we, see, we we're not used fly. to this. The little rain in uh, Arizona, it kind of brings everybody to a big halt. Well, remember the last time I was here, we were, I don't think we were maidening your glider, your Phoenix 2000, but uh, a squall came in. Oh, that's right. It and did. We, went, no, we yeah. flew in the squall. Yeah, we did. It, it was, was fun. It was a lot of fun. And so, uh, yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of days uh, flying like that. So I guess I'm just used to it. Yeah, that's probably true. We're used to clear skies and no winds and well, slight winds, but nice right. and warm. But uh, no, that's a good challenge. But yeah, um, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of shocked a little bit. I guess I've been spoiled by coming down here and being with you because. This event has always, maybe it's been a little cold, maybe it's been a little windy, but all in all, it's usually really, really nice. And this state, which actually is an aviation state, um, a lot of Air Force bases, military bases are here. Why? Because you get to fly. How many contiguous days of daylight, or I mean not daylight, but of of flying days you get out here? A lot. <laughs> 340 at least. Yeah. And so, we, you know, they, it happened to be picked one day that the event is going on. So what are the odds of that? So Yeah, but, you know, I think there's a lot of people that uh, knew it was coming. We still, the vendors still showed. We've got uh, plenty of product that we can kind of go browse through. I, uh, I've got kind of got my eye on a couple of things over there. At, uh, the the um, They have these really neat um, laser-cut glue stands. Did you see those? Oh, the uh, glue caddies. Yeah, the, they're glue caddies. They hold... Um, four or five different CA types and then uh, some epoxy types. Right. And I really liked them. They're, they just come in a flat sheet. They're already laser cut. You just punch them out and glue them together and they sit right on your desk. And that's always good for me because I'm always taking my glue, setting it down, walking off, walking around, then going, where, <laughs> where did my I just put that? <laughs> where did my glue go? Uh, it's either that or gluing myself to something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So this this will be good. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to those. They're three dollars. What a yeah, great price! That's a, good, that's a good deal. It is a great price. So the uh, it looks like the flight line's back open. They've started flying. We've got uh, the guys from Northwest RC. They yeah. uh, their Tim is out there flying the. Uh, it's not a turbo beaver. We we thought it was a beaver yesterday, but it's actually something different. Uh, porter, a uh, porter, uh, not a port. Yeah, uh, Pilatus Porter plane is that it i think it's a bushmaster is what Bush he calls it yeah okay well it has a beaver tail with that, that yeah it looks of... like a beaver so but yeah. i think they call it a bushmaster but uh northwestrc.com you can uh, see it it's uh, red and i mean uh, yellow and silver and uh with the wind that we had today he was able to harrier the uh, aircraft down to the runway he was, it he was, was pretty impressive. touching it down then he's going from wheel, wheel to wheel he was showing off the, yeah and he, plus he, he was doing out. a good job though the wind was yesterday we had a terrible crosswind Oh, the cross. And today down. the wind is at least cooperating and coming straight down the runway. So he was able he was able to do some really neat things with it. This is true. Uh saw a glider too out today. That was kind Crazy of easy. Enough. It was weird, but uh you know, it's not glider weather, but uh they did a really good job. It was a motor glider. Right. It uh looked good. Uh did you see anything on the flight line that uh you really just caught your eye this year um this year that caught my well i i gotta i i gotta give it up to our motion rc guys once again yeah tony brought uh, a lot of stuff again, tony out. brought a lot of stuff and i would have to just say from the from a detail aspect that a10 and the f14 because of their size relative size and the detail that they have even though you know the a10 is still a prototype the f14 they have out um, they had another favorite that I like, which was the F-15, but after seeing those two, yeah. uh, I'm, I have to give it up to, uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the F-14 myself. Yeah. The F-14 was pretty impressive. We saw it fly yesterday and, uh, it, it did a good job. Yeah. And he was flying the A-10 today, uh, this morning when, when it was kind of calm. And one of the things I liked, uh, that was kind of different, um, the LEDs you couldn't see yesterday, but now it's right. just a little darker today. Boy, did those those things stand out! They were very, very bright. I, I was very impressed. He got a little further out, but man, the lights were they, correct. They right, were bright. And it really helped because you know it's a gray aircraft on a gray it's day, true. and yeah. so you know it's instant stealth. We talked about this before. <laughs> Poof, uh, disappears. <laughs> you know, Evil Mike up in Alaska. You know, one of the things that uh, he's he's done, uh, he's flown a couple of planes on either blue blue days, blue blue planes, or white planes on snowy days. And we've totally lost where the planes are at. But uh, I was thinking the same thing was going to happen with the with the gray bird. And uh, luckily, those uh, I guess they're like two watt. I, I, I they look like two watt lights, LED lights or flashers. And they really, like you said, they really just perked up, and you could tell what the orientation of the plane was. It was a really bright landing gear light that he had when it was coming at us that was true too i i couldn't believe how bright they, it looked actually looked like a, like real, a real landing, landing light. light yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, yeah i but those two planes uh, like i said eight for for overall i would say overall um detail right now i have to give it to the a10 I'm already going to get the idea. Yeah, I know you are. It's not like how many times I've said that. To, I said that uh, probably about just today. Times. <laughs> just today, yeah. Um, but I, I like between those two birds and flyability and just scale and how they look. Those two are my top. But I, I'd have to say detail. I have to give it to the A10. Um, it it de- definitely had the lights on it. The F14 didn't have any lights on it. But then again, you know, you wouldn't think that it would. So. Well, you never know. I mean. I'm excited about some of the new products that they're all coming out. Every guy we talked to this uh, year said that they had new stuff lined up Very for 2017. Nice. That was one part I loved about it. Um, yeah. every, you know, just about every everybody. No, it wasn't just, just about. It was everybody that we talked to, our manufacturer sponsors that we that we interviewed over the show. Every one of them were all, they all had a secret squirrel. They all had a secret handshake. If you knew the handshake, we'd let you, we'd let you know. Right. But. All of them had little secrets of stuff that was coming out in the next six months, or it's on a boat, an armored boat coming across across the sea. <laughs> well, the funny part was too is to watch their faces; their their eyes lit up when you say, "We well, yeah. got anything new coming out?" They look at you and go, "Well," yeah. but you can just see the sparkle in yeah. their eye. Like yeah, they get a little twinkle. Yeah, we got some stuff coming, but no, we don't have anything. <laughs> no, new. nothing. It's nothing to see here. Just keep nothing behind the curtain. Nothing. What, what, but you what, knew it was what's coming. What's that sticking out of your pocket? Nothing. Oh, oh, oh. No, yeah. So, yeah. So they all, they gave a little, all of, each one of them gave a little hint that, oh, yeah. that more was to come. Maybe gave us a little genre as to what, 
aspect it was going to be, military or civilian or whatever type of aircraft. The part that I loved was that they're bringing new product. That's exciting. I, I, you know, RC, the RC world has kind of stuck to its roots, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it is very exciting to see new product, um, to see a new war, uh, Warbird that's no one's ever produced. Right. To see a new EDF that comes out. You know, everybody's familiar with the, the standard ones that, you know. Right. The Mustang. Yeah, the Mustangs and the, the Don't get me you know, wrong. F-16s those are, those and those kind kick, of things. Kick they are birds, awesome but, birds. But awesome birds. Every, every manufacturer makes one. Sure. Every, everybody has a Mustang. Everybody has, you know a P38 or something like that. And so it's it's so nice to see like you said something different coming out. The twin Tiger Cat is, you know, it's exciting, it looks good, it flies good, and it's different and it's a good quality bird that seems to perform. So, you know, things like that just coming out that just make you want to go, "Oh, that's totally different. I kind of like it. I want to be the first one on the block to get that." <laughs> yeah, they, there's a couple of them out here this weekend, and uh, they've flown really, really well. Right, I've right. been very impressed with how well they fly. They have long flight times, too, for a twin. They're, did you see the batteries? They're, none of those are flying like on a 2200. None of those are flying. No, they're all flying on 5,000. They're flying on 5,000. Yeah, dual 5,000. Yeah, which one was that? That was the A-10, right? The A-10 flies on dual 5,000s, but so did the the Bearcat, I think, yeah. or the Hill. So, so what it was it's again? A, it's a Tiger Cat. Tiger, tiger cat. cat, yeah. Tiger. So, you know, that's that's big, you know, 10,000 milliamp batteries. Yeah, that's a long time. It's yeah, a long time. It's a, you know, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. I, I'd say those models are at least weighing six to eight pounds. Mm, yeah, I think Tony was saying the uh, A10 all up weight was uh, around, yeah, six to eight, yeah. I think, is what he said. Yeah. And that's actually pretty impressive. It is. My cub weighs almost ten pounds. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's all balsa. It's all balsa. Yeah, and it only runs off a six cell. Yeah, all balsa and oak. <laughs> <laughs> oak. Yeah. Why is this? Why is this airplane weigh so heavy? You know, it represents the real plane. Yeah, so, that's true. Flies. This does fly scale does. though. So I'm pretty impressed with that. Well, the uh, pilot raffle's coming up. It is. And um, what's that about? They we we uh, pay an entry fee. Yes. Here at the Arizona Electric Festival. And uh, your name, you get a little, um, a little ticket. Yeah, raffle I, ticket. I guess when you raffle ticket, and then uh, on, on Saturday they do a draw, they do a drawing, and they draw everybody's ticket, and every pilot that registered. I think this year every pilot that registered is probably going to get a prize. And how many? He said ten airplanes. Yeah, that's they were giving usually, away usually, ten airplanes, like maybe one or one. two. Right. Um, and and once again, folks, the gifts they give away here um you know one or two nice planes uh usually and then the gifts they're giving away are batteries i mean you know motors um what what are some of the other things well i got i, I had a uh, castle creations oh, uh, talon that, 90 that's right, last talon. year yeah that's exactly that's right. over a hundred dollar product yeah. and you know forty dollars to get in hundred dollar product walking out that's yeah good return not on that my you go to something and like you're making money coming out you know, right? <laughs> so that's kind of well i didn't have any cash in my pocket but i had really cool toys exactly that, that's <laughs> i love that that's why yeah. this is such a you know a good value yeah and i think that uh, if you've never been this you know Weather aside, I think this is a great uh, opportunity to put it on your calendar. I mean, it gets bigger every year, I think. Uh, it kind of ebbs and flows, uh, like Shannon said. But this this year was good. This year has been a good year, despite the weather. I, I've enjoyed everybody that I met, and I'm looking forward to this pilot raffle because you and I both have tickets. We do have tickets. And, and so, like you said, 10 planes in there, and we got to – you know, preview them a little bit. And so there's some nice stuff. Yeah, there's some there. nice stuff. Motion RC kicked some stuff yes, in. Uh, I think E-Flight, one or two E-Flight airplanes yes, maybe. Yes. Uh, and then they have bags and bags of mystery, hidden pro- mystery, mystery products. products. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and my mine was in a bag last year, and it was that Talon 90. So I, I, I honestly, I still have it in the bomb because I haven't really had anything <laughs> to use it on yet. But Maybe you'll win something today that you can Maybe do. so. You never so, know. So speaking of which. Um, you, you, you've been having some strange luck during this festival. Yeah, it is. It is kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. So this morning, folks, we went out and, uh, yesterday because it was so winning, winning, uh, winning, it was so windy yesterday, folks. Uh, we didn't fly too, too many planes yesterday. And so just our wings. And so Mike had brought up a couple of planes to fly and, 
So this morning it was raining, so we couldn't bring them out, but we brought one or two just to maiden or remaiden them. And we got a chance. The, the wind broke. We got a little a little cell. It was nice and you know clear for a second. We ran out there, and what happened, Mike? Uh, well, my sea fairy flew great. It did. Yeah, Except it, for the uh, takeoff. Was a little, people were screaming and take, dying. Take, <laughs> after that, <laughs> They're running for after cover. That, they were all waving and smiling. Yeah, I don't know what happened on takeoff. <laughs> uh, the takeoff was a little troublesome, but uh, once I got it airborne, the gear didn't want to come up. Yeah, it didn't and then uh, I, I couldn't, I cycled it a couple of times. It finally came up and it actually flew great. It landed really well. Yeah. And you, Th- that and flight went pretty well. battery left too. So yeah, the, yeah, the battery was good. We didn't use a whole lot. Uh, it's, I flat off of a 4,000. Yes. Uh, I think it's it a 4,000 4, uh, four cell. Yep. 4,000 uh, milliamp so four cell. Flew around for a couple of minutes and barely used 80%. In the land. Yeah. It was uh it was a good flight though. I mean, probably three or four minute flight. And uh, then it kind of started picking up rain again. Yeah. But I, I assume you're talking about my remaiden of the T50. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the T50 was one of the purchases. Hobby King, what, last year, I think, had a massive sale. They were moving their warehouse. And they were just dumping a lot of their models. And, you know, I remember you you being the plane broker you are, so <laughs> some information that said, hey, man, you got to go on there and jump over there and grab these things. And so I grabbed a T-50. Yes. It was like 50 bucks. 50 bucks. It was forty nine ninety nine, And I went to go fly it in the park because it's a fairly small EDF. And uh, Looking at all the videos, there was guys flying in a park. Or off oh, of, yeah, yeah. Off parking grass. lot, grass, you know, whatever. And we fly in a grass park. So I started the takeoff roll. Unfortunately, I clipped a uh, <laughs> sprinkler, sprinkler head. head. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're my nemesis. They are. I, they're, they're, this field is huge, 400 by 400, and I'll find every one of those things. I've, I've ripped every, tail wheels off. I busted a prop on one yep. every single time I go out there. And I know where they are, so it's not like. Little, little landmines for you. Oh, my gosh. It's just like an obstacle course out there. But anyway, the T-50, I put it back together. Right. Uh, it dinged up the wing, and it snapped it in and half. You did, but, you did a really good repair job. Yeah. Uh, once again, you know, making the blue core do what you want, and you reshaped uh, a leading edge, I think, and a tip. Uh, it was a wing tip, right? It had part of the leading edge, but it was it was fairly easy to just kind of match what was coming down, and then the wing tip wrapped around. But I used the blue core foam. I you know I put it in there and and shaped it all, painted it all back, you know, glued everything back on. Landing gear was working, canopy worked, everything worked. So it kind of sat there waiting for a while to, right. to just get an opportunity to maiden again i just had other projects on the on the books but today i decided to bring it out and do it you know try to remaiden it yay yeah so we got a break in the weather uh we jumped out there and unfortunately we were the only ones on the flight line which fortunately unfortunately meaning everybody got in the yeah, state everybody got to see everybody's watching us and so, <laughs> it's like a wall of so, spectators so what did the uh there's there's not judges but there's uh safety guys who are on the line who, right, who tell you what right. box to go into for flying. And so he's sitting out there, and he sees us out there. And what does he say to you, Mike? He goes, do something spectacular. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, because that usually winds up in, uh, <laughs> I said, no, that usually winds up in big balls of fiery flames, you know. And he started laughing. So what happened next? You got out on the runway, you lined it up. Uh, yeah, we lined it up. Yeah, I did a takeoff roll, poured the coals to it, and uh, was tracking straight down the runway. It was a nice lift off. Got about mm, eight feet in the yeah. air. I started a right turn because we're flying uh, right to left today, um, you know, this morning because of the way the wind was blowing. And just as I started my turn, I have no idea what happened. That thing snap rolled into a... Uh, a really hard inverted, just snapped inverted. Yep. And luckily, I got it back upright. And then it hit the ground. And it hit the ground bounced. on the landing gear. And so it gear. flipped around, got level, bounced. bounced, back up in the air. Yeah, it flipped again. flipped again. I got it back upright. And uh, unfortunately, by then, it was headed to the berm. And, yeah. and uh, the second time was not as... Not as soft as the first time, I think. First time I lucked out because it actually landed on the landing gear. Yes. Uh, and it just bounced back up in the air. But when it rolled a second time, I think the landing gear was kind of like, we're not doing this again. Nope. And, <laughs> and it loosened it up. Had I been able to stay on the ground and slide to a stop, I think it would have been all right. But it wound up uh, bending the nose gear. Yes. And it wound up uh, pulling the two main gears just out of the foam. Yeah. And then it, we found out that one of them. Up. 
Yeah, one of them has a little plastic piece that kind of broke off. But the airplane came out unscathed. I mean, yeah, uh, other than landing gear, I, you know, it was one of those knee-jerk reactions that when something happens like that, when you're flying RC, you're not really sure what did I do. Right. You know what? What was the problem? Initially, we thought the ailerons were backwards. We did. Um, that's kind of hard to tell. You know, we had the the airplane was upside down, so we thought the ailerons were backwards. Uh, we got back and then started discussing it and realized, right, well, no, if, I was making a right turn and it turned backwards, then it would have turned left. You would have turned left and not right and snap rolled it. Correct. So that yeah, makes no so sense sure. that if you would have been, oh, my gosh, it's going rolling to the right, you would have rolled to the left. But anyway, uh, folks, it, that's just one of those crazy things sometimes about this, this sport. Things go wrong and you don't know why or you can't explain why. Um, as we were talking to one of our other uh one of our other friends down here, and he had a plane that crashed, and I we spent a half an hour talking to him about it, and couldn't figure out why the plane did what it did. Yeah, it's uh, a mystery. I think. Yeah. yeah, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't really ready for it, but when it happened, you know, the reaction time was pretty quick. But it did get a good reaction from the crowd. The crowd, the crowd went it. wild. They loved it. And our our safety guy he just out sat there, there with a oh. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I said you wanted something spectacular. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, but I go, you couldn't, you couldn't ask us for, you know, do, hey, something, make a million dollars, hey, do some, you know, find a cure for cancer. No, do something spectacular with the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, should have wished us something different. Yeah, I think, I think so. Do something well, Mike, slow I have, and uh, I have boring. the utmost confidence that the airplane gods have done this for a reason. Why is that? Well, one plane in, a new plane in. I mean, one an old plane out, a new plane in. Meaning, we're going to have the raffle here very shortly, and I this think I think you're going to win a plane. Well, I'm, you I'm know, saying you it know. now let, to let the whole all our listening audience know. I think you're going <laughs> to win a plane. Well, maybe. Well, I just know these things, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope for the best. Well, these then I can sell it to you and buy my <laughs> ten. Yeah, stranger things can happen. <laughs> I'll take that for a dollar. Yeah, that's no, right. So, stranger things have happened, but you know, you lost the plane. I think you might gain a plane today. Well, I didn't really lose an airplane. I just lost a landing gear uh, out the airplane. Well, you know, one landing gear. I'm trying actually. to help you out here. I know. And as I recall, you have a T fifty with one landing gear that's not working <laughs> it's funny either. Funny how so. that works out. Yeah, imagine that. We might be able to trade landing I think gears we'll or something. Because you know, I I was trying to make it make it work and epoxy it and hold it and i'd land like i'd work. land like a, a feather crack it would just fall <laughs> off it was, yeah that plastic they use is a little cheap yeah. so. so well you know we'll see if that works out or not but yeah i hope hopefully you'll win another a new plane and i'll just even everything out well we shall see we shall see yeah well well it uh we got another break in the way yeah, you want to go fly we should go fly and stop All sitting right. here talking okay we'll be uh we'll be back all right folks see you in a, Thanks. See you in a little while Hey everybody, so I'm walking along the field and all of a sudden this flash goes by my right shoulder and I said, what was that? And I look and I see that it's this fantastic aircraft that's flying by me. Yeah, it's a wing. It's a wing. And you know how I love wings. I know. We have several because of you. And uh, it's not doing 50 miles an hour. No, it's not way doing, faster than that. It's not doing 95 miles an hour. <laughs> it's doing about... A buck fifty, <laughs> easy. It is easy, and I have here the pilot of that aircraft, Tim, with me from uh, Northwest Hobbies. Is it now Northwest RC? Northwest RC. I, now you guys changed your name uh, last year or so, or is it? No, I, so I'm a new company in the last eighteen months. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, okay. No, Northwest RC. We from the ground up started about uh, eighteen months ago uh, as the West Coast distributor for Extreme Flight. Gotcha. Shop. Yeah, they. They had a massive merger that was kind of an earth-shattering thing for a lot of companies. Just like, oh, gosh, they were great individually. Look at them together now. Right, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So. Well, I got to say, that was an incredible wing. So can you just tell Thank us a little you. bit about that, that particular bird, uh, what you got in it? Um, sure. Yeah. So the plane that, that you guys are talking about, that is, um, you know, Extreme Flight is – basically known for aerobatic planes you know top right. shelf imac planes 3d smackdown type things they've always had this one little plane tucked in the corner called the outlaw ah. uh it was designed by one of their local boys down there and uh it was a nitro thing well now that they're developing their own power systems and motors and and everything to go with it uh everybody's been converting the nitro ones to electric 
they said, let's build an electric purposed one, and, and this is it. This is a 35-inch uh, Speed Freak Outlaw. Speed Freak is the sub-brand underneath Extreme right. Flight. Um, and I'm running the stock setup. That's stock. That's a stock yeah. setup. <laughs> you get the power. You get the power combo, which is our thirty-five twenty motor. Believe it or not, that's only nine hundred kV. Nine hundred kV. <laughs> Holy uh, smokes! On an eight by eight, right? That's a nine seven five. Nine seven five. Nine seven five. We're doing six S. You can fly anything from a, a thirty-three hundred all the way up the food chain to a five thousand. Uh, so it's got plenty of space Bawa. in there. Yeah. Bawa. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, you'd be up for like two hours. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and nothing says you have to go, you know, wide the frick open. The oh, that's oh, true. Man. Then yeah. That's <laughs> like saying, why do I have a Ferrari right. and, I, and I don't have right. any speeding tickets? Right. Right. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. This is America. Besides right? your <laughs> this is America. <laughs> it can only be better if you had a gun on the front of it and that's you could right. shoot that too. That'd be the only <laughs> best thing. Probably make that that's happen. Sure. Thing, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we could. Yeah. So it, you're running off a of 6L, you said. 6L. I, I personally like the 3700s. It's what I use on all my 60-inch planes. So the okay. idea is, you know, we developed a whole series of planes around one battery. I was flying the 84-inch turbo Bushmaster. It's this big high-wing right. right. plane stall takeoff landing. Same battery. I'm flying my 60-inch demonstrator out there, all of our EXP series. Same battery. Right. Drop it into the little Speed Freak Outlaw, and now I'm going 155. Nice. That's yeah. it. That's amazing to build the whole thing around a battery. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Well, I mean, 6S is becoming a lot more reasonable, you know. Before, that's true. You know, that was rich kid stuff. You know, right. you're 350 bucks for a pack. Now you can peel them, you know, offshore for like 60 bucks. Right. right. Get something reasonable. The, the packs I'm flying are like 100 bucks a pack, but they're incredible. Shout out to Pulse Life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pulse isn't here, but we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple dealers here that carry Pulse. Yeah, yeah there you go. Do that. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Northwest RC. Sure. Yeah. Northwest RC. Where do I even start? You know, I mean, that's funny. We started this basically, it was my wife's idea, and I hold it to her every time, and she shakes her head like, that's not exactly what I meant. I've been there. I just wanted to go out and get some mayonnaise. What what the heck is this? Yeah, right. came back with a company. (laughs) No, we started out, I was actually, um, you know, I was in a completely different, like, business entirely. You know, I was in the footwear industry. And I was doing forecasting and planning, working with key accounts, and in my downtime, which there was none, right. I had a field flying airplanes. You know, like I didn't have a plane without nightlights because that's the only time. You know, with three little kids and wife and job, sure. I could only fly in the dark. So, wow, I, you know, got tired of that a little bit. I had an opportunity to work for a, a different company in the Northwest as an engine tech, kind of help out there for a little bit, and uh, you know, I was bleeding for this place you know and i was on the you know the websites and i was on the forums just really pumping it up helping you know these gas engine brands go out there and a couple other companies and uh, you know there was kind of like this pivotal moment where like my wife is like why are you bleeding for them what do you do for us i was like let's see how this goes uh, and i had this huge opportunity with the merger of extreme flight and uh, 3d hobby shop and you know ben and chris and nolan guys said Dude, you're already an advocate for the brands. We don't have to teach you anything about this. Right. This right. Enthusiasm. And, you know, I had a container on the water like less than 90 days later, and it just snowballed and snowballed. And well, I, awesome. you know, your equipment that you brought out is pretty impressive. What, what's this big one that you have over here? Is that a 3D hop? That little thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that <laughs> little thing. That's, that's our, our, our 94-inch uh, MXS. It's from Extreme Flight. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the heavy metal edition. We do a standard one in Ultra Coat. Uh, in a traditional scheme, and this is a limited edition one where actually it's a printed ultra coat. So if you look, if you walk over and take a look, no, at it, we thought it was a wrap. we thought it was wrapped. Yeah, it looks like it. That's actually ultra coat, so you can work it with an iron. You can shrink it with you know That's with a neat. gun. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that they could print that. Like oh that. yeah, and well, you know, it's it's a fairly new technology. Lots of people have done it. Not very many people have done it well. well so we right. got it kind of figured out on this. And you get if you look closely, there's like weathering and rivets and all sorts of exciting stuff on there. Now, I'll tell you what, if you can figure that technology out, that's going to bring a whole new, you know, just a genre to the, the RC world. Because now you can just create you know, one airframe and put everything that you want on it and sell 500 different brands. Wait till you see all our Warbirds. Oh, oh there you go. What? Let's drop okay, what? there you what? go. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty incredible. So this is a really big year. Last year was huge for the combined brands. This year is going to be even bigger. We're going to have a new release about every month. Uh, and when we say a new release, it'll be a size. It'll be, uh, you know, a whole new structure. I mean, it's we're really in like this renaissance between, you know, the motor. Oh yeah, I didn't even talk about the motors. The X Power motor on there. That's a 12s motor. It's like 
6400 6, watts. Wow, power. I yeah, love it. On a this is America. Plane. Yeah, America. America says America. that plane needs 12S and over 6000 watts. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, watching you fly it out here was pretty impressive. I the the takeoff was amazing. You just kind of really slow and then just <laughs> pivoted it up, sat it on the tail and then just vertical. Yeah, and then exactly. I said, "Hold my wow. beer. Check this out." Oh, yeah, <laughs> man, I was, beer. Check this I was out. Get, I was I was getting all excited just watching it like, "Ooh." Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, you know, it's it's really between our aircraft with our electronics, our accessories, which, you know, it's been blowing 20 crosswinds, so I haven't hung anything up on my pegboard, but you should right. take a closer look, you know, go to northwestrc.com or Extreme Flight and check out the accessory lines because anything to get any of our planes in the air, we carry. Yeah. Nice. The arms, the extensions, the new spinners, all everything. So. Now, is most of what you produce uh, balsa, right? Yes. Okay, so... Well, yeah, so far. Yeah, so far, so good. You never okay. know. You never know. You know, those top <laughs> secret guys are coming watching. Right? <laughs> yeah, secret squirrel. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just, I, I mean, you know, all the, the brands that kind of combined are all usually balsa, bigger airplanes. Right. And I know that we had Motion RC here earlier, and he, you know, everything, he built us foam. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, balsa seems to be going the way of the dodo almost. But uh, I am I like flying balsa because you can actually have, you know, lighter weight and, and built-up wings and that kind of well, monocoat colors. And, and, you know, nothing's wrong with foam. Foam's great because it really has embraced a new type of pilot that maybe doesn't have time to scale something out. Right. Sure. Or, you know, something obscure or, you know, something in the masses. And with balsa, though, you still get a performance that you'll never see in foam. Right. You know, that you don't need to gyro out, that you don't need to do all these things with. Right. And there's, it's, you know, repairable. You know, you scuff a wingtip, guess what? I mean, sand and fill and rewrap, good as new. Right. That's why a panel is something like that. So, or you know, just a new part. Right. Uh, yeah. Part. You throw your wallet at it and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so, yeah, we're, we're balsa purists. They're really good about what they do. Chris and Ben, they're over in China several times a year just doing spot check quality control. Okay. Like production type stuff. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, I, I have a 3D airplane, and uh, I've wrecked it three times. And all three times it was back in the air within the week. So right. Yeah. It. Uh, I actually hit a fence with it and you know broke the motor mount off of it. <laughs> jumped we up actually your plane, huh? Yeah. Jay, yeah. No doubt. The uh, uh, Jay and I actually had a midair collision with it. Cool. And uh, it uh, busted the wing. Yeah. And I had that all repaired. So I, I've been really impressed with the 3D Hobby Shop uh, product for a long time. I've, sure. I've had mine for, gosh, probably seven, eight. Nine years. Well, and that's kind of what's nice, you know, with, with the brands combining. Oh, well, you know, one of the two is going to go away. Well, Extreme Flight's a parent. Underneath that, there's still the Extreme Flight planes, which are precision built, high speed, high energy. Like Jace. Right. As, as, I, I don't want to be that guy, but he's the best pilot on earth right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't seen me fly yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. In Michigan, then. Yeah, yeah right. There you go. Okay, no problem. In, in Arizona. Um, <laughs> You know, you're looking at that. Then you've got your 3D hobby shop planes that are traditionally a little lighter wing loading. You know, people right. like that light mm-hmm. flight. And then, you know, again, legacy brand, Speed Freak, Aces High, which will be our Warbird division, which they're one that's been chattered about for, you know, since we made the announcement 18 months ago about it. And uh, it's an absolute, it's it's a disaster on this one thread. The rivet counters came out by the you know, thousands sure. to tear this thing apart. but. Can't make everybody happy, but we also have yeah. some other things coming that will. Well, okay, so uh, Mike and I have been talking about this all day, and that is, <clears throat> it's nice to see a manufacturer or our people in the hobby who are putting out new stuff. Yeah, that's we true. keep seeing, you know, uh, the manufacturers have something that from back from 1964 when you had tubes and wires and right. copper, you know, co- copper pipes, and it's great to hear you guys are coming out with new new stuff, exciting stuff to get all of us excited. Well, even inside, take a look at the constructions. You know, right. we're constantly innovating. There's full-time people in, like, the whole development process. It's not just like, that worked in this size, let's just shrink it. No, we're changing airfoils, we're changing shapes. We're, we have a new plane coming out that's actually going to be in the 70-inch range that's coming out very soon that if you go on RC Groups and the Streamfly owner's thread, these guys are losing their minds trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen it, and it's cool. Right. So I honestly want to say there's probably more carbon in this plane than wood. Oh, no kidding. Well, there there nothing go. wrong with that. I love carbon. 70-inch plane is going to come in at 10 pounds all up. I think we're going to do okay. Oh, yeah, you should do great. Wow. That's wow. Much, uh, and your yeah. choice of power. So you know, Yeah, go can't go wrong with that. <laughs> we can't go wrong with power right. here. Right. Yeah, I'm oh all about gosh. carbon, man. I, lo- I got carbon in almost everything, so. 
Yep. Well, this uh, is that a beaver? What what is that you're flying around? That's our turbo bushmaster. Turbo bushmaster. Yeah, yeah you did some three D stuff with that. It was pretty amazing as well. Yeah, yeah. Cody Woshik and, and, and Chris Jewett, and of course, the team at Extreme Flight helped design that plane. They okay. hail from. You know, if you're familiar with Twisted Hobbies, they do yep. a lot of development with that product. Mm-hmm. And now we transferred it into Balsa, and we've scaled it up. We have two different sizes, that one particular plane. Well, I was telling Mike, you know, I'm from Alaska, and uh, oh, yeah. I see beavers all the time, and I've never <laughs> seen one do that. Yeah. Unless, well, usually people are screaming. Yeah. Right. When it happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's they the want, only time that, that they want their money back. They want their money back, yeah. or they want to parachute, one yeah, or the other. Too. So yeah. uh, that is incredible, they're, what that bird can do. They're beautiful, too. I mean, and the thing is, you know, we're a three D, you know, three D and performance driven company, but we understand not everybody wants to do that. So sure. it's it scales down nicely and it flies gentle and between the different wing mixing options, you mm-hmm. can use it as a trainer. I have customers, you know, rig it up as a tug to take up tow planes and we've got floats for them too. Beautiful fiberglass nice. floats. Guys just put them on they don't even put the wheels on it, they just put it on floats and leave it there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah I have a twisted hobbies uh crack turbo weaver right behind you there. Sure. So we uh I was pretty partial to that when you were flying it early. It oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's a bigger version of mine. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's balsa. It's got that crispness. Sure. It's floaty. It, it, it tracks straight. Yes, it does track straight compared to this one. That's true. Yeah, so. right. Well, uh, it's it's exciting. They can go to where uh, Northwest Hobby North, Northwest RC.com. You got okay. it. And you know, for the West Coast customers, you know, I'm the Western distributor in the United States uh, for them, but I also you know, distribute Falcon propellers, both gas and electric. Right. I have, you know, all the. That's a nice thing about having my own company. All the stuff I'd normally buy for my planes, instead of buying like four or five, I buy like four or five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that you can just get all in one yeah. place. Yeah. Hey, honey, sure. I need a prop. Okay, the ship's coming. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Let me get a hand truck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is your second year here, or third? This is. This second is the second year. year. We'd only yeah. been up and running for a couple months when I showed up last year. Yeah, I think we okay, were. I remember last year. That's yeah. your first yeah. time last yeah. last year. Yep. I think. Yeah. Well, no. So uh, you like the Electro Festival so far? Or? It's cool. It's worth the drive. You know, yeah. I mean, it's neat to see all these like-minded people, you know. I mean, someone yeah. forgot to turn off the weather a little bit. But, a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, the wind machine back here. I, yeah. I can't find the plug. To, it's un- pointed a different direction. Down the line would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The runway so would be perfect. I could do some cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, maybe yeah. maybe next year we'll have a different runway, you know, just kind of maybe T yeah. or something. So yeah, give me a 90 there. or something. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, we appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. Definitely. Once again, for uh, our listeners, they can go to uh, northwestrc.com and uh, order parts or planes. And uh, you're located again where? I'm in Washington State. Washington State. So that's yep. the north. That's the West Coast distributor. Yep. And uh, check us out. Uh, check them out there. And um, be sure you know. he, he wants to accept your money. It sounds yeah. like he takes yeah. all, all yeah. forms and denominations. Because so, I'm yeah, there you go. All in. This is not a part time thing out of my garage. I mean, when, when we did this, we said we're all in. We're going to make this thing amazing from the start. There's no like ramp it up and see how it goes. So, right. You nice. You know, this we're there. You know, five days a week to answer the phones and you know do everything we can. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. We, we try to be the place we want to shop from. Okay, well, well that's always go. good. That's, yeah. that's good to know. So that I'm not waking you up when I call you up. Huh? Well, I was <laughs> yeah, sleeping. Right? What do you want? <laughs> right? Oh, a prop? Yeah. I'll yeah. send you out a prop. Yeah, yeah right. no doubt. <laughs> hey, I need one little servo wire. <laughs> servo wire. Right. It's three in the morning. Right, right. <laughs> well, Tim, we appreciate you coming out. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I may have to go over there, and I may have to give you some of my money. Cool. So, All right. Um, Perfect. Come yeah, that outlaw has been calling his name for almost two years two now. Two years. Yeah. When you flew it last year, he was like, all right, that's it. I'm, i got to get one of those. And we, we left here without it, but I think this year may be a yeah. little different story. Yeah. So. The I'm, wind, trying, the I'm trying to be resistant. Yeah. Well, then, then look away in about 45 days when we have another Speed Freak release. Stop oh. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm Why just do saying, you do that? Why do you know? people do that? Oh, yeah. man. Well, I, we'll have to see. So we, now, uh, now i got to wait? No, wait. Oh no, yeah. get this Delta. It's oh, great. Okay. Yeah, you fly okay. that for the next forty-five days. You look at okay. this next new release, the Pantera. Uh, there you go, folks. You heard it here first. You're gonna uh. see lots of people <laughs> that you know. Not everybody is comfortable with the Delta, so now we've got a traditional plane <sighs> that takes the same power system that only loses about five miles an hour. Well, there you go. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're landing gear. It's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. We've, uh, I told the guys last time, we, we've scheduled him for a kidney. Uh, training <laughs> That's program. right. We're going to start selling body parts off right. of him just to pay for all this. Right. Yep. Right. Once again, my poor daughter and her operation is just going to have to wait another year. Right, right. We are busy I mean, spending our kids' inheritance on those weak. RC stuff. Yeah, that's right. okay. That's why I have two kids. Right? Just get rid of one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I had one, and I kicked him out three, a couple of years ago. I said, yeah. get out. Yeah. So. 
Well, we appreciate it once again, Tim. Thank yeah. you very much. Not a problem. Thanks, Thanks for stopping uh-huh. by. You bet. Thank you very much. Time. All right. Jay, we've uh, been walking down the flight line, and, uh, man, these airplanes have uh, looked pretty good. But there's a couple here that uh, you've really kind of fallen in love with. I have. There's a lot of – what I like to see – you know, kit planes are fine. But I really appreciate people who take the time to build things themselves, and they put a lot of love and effort into it. And there's a couple of kits uh, – kits. there's a couple of planes that are here that it's obvious that the people have taken the time and the effort and the ingenuity to put these things together, Mike. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. We have uh, – tell, tell us your name. I'm Barrett Hawkhouse. Very good. All right, Barrett, welcome to the uh, Park Flyer podcast. Barrett, did anybody tell you you look like a young Brad Pitt? I got an Elvis thing going on with these sideburns here today. <laughs> it's I, like, it's like I am mirror, Elvis. And, I, I, I am Elvis. And <laughs> Elvis has left the building. <laughs> well, uh, tell us a little bit about this. How many engines are on this thing? Oh, the B-36? Let's start there. Yeah. yeah, the B-36 Peacemaker. There are six working engines on that. The inner motors are Park 480 electric motors, and the middle and outboard motors are Park 450 outrunners. Each set of motors has one large, like, three-cell, 5,000-milliamp LiPo powering it. So I've got one battery for the inboards, one battery for the middles, one battery for the outboards. No EDFs, though. And um, those are, you think about it, they're kind of small motors for a 12-foot wingspan. The thing right. Is, yeah, it's 12 foot. Yeah, 146 inches. Wow. But by the time you get all those, all six of those things singing, and it's foam construction, so the wing loading, they, they easily beat that wing So loading. when you say foam construction, it's like, it looks to me like a styrofoam, beer cooler foam that well, you used. Or? Yeah. Ironically, of all the airplanes I have here, that has the least finishing to it. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fuselage itself, probably because it's the oldest one out here, yeah. the fuselage itself is basically a narrow, maybe three-inch box of paper-covered foam called foam core board. Then slapped onto each side is two-inch thick expanded bead foam like you get in four-by-eight-foot sheets at the hardware store. Then I carve that with razor blades and then belt sand it (laughs) as long as you don't have like a hideous grit sandpaper. Belt sanding works pretty well, yeah. Um, So I I belt sand it into a curve. And by the time it's all done and painted, it kind of gives you this impression of a fully round fuselage without actually having to be fully round my techniques have gotten a little bit better at building full round fuselages since then but and the, the fuselage it look it does i say it doesn't have the degree of finish that the other planes have because right. it's just raw expanded bead foam sanded then covered with paint nowadays i will coat thing coat the expanded bead foam with a uh, product called uh styro spray 1000 from industrial polymers it's a two-part solution it's foam safe and I just coat my airplanes. And if you look at the Hellcat, the Hellcat was built the same way as the B-36. Okay. But the Hellcat has that uh, styro spray, and it's sanded. It's got a few coats of that, and it's sanded. And it looks very smooth by comparison. Among the airplanes here, you'll see I, my techniques have changed a little bit and improved. But everybody looks at the B-36 first because it's 12-foot wings. It's, yeah. it's, it's huge. It's, it's, it's giant. It's, it's massive. And it, Everybody, they don't ask me, when are you taking the Hellcat up? They ask yeah. me, when are you taking <laughs> that B-36 me. up? Yeah, no, I, I can see to that. And tell yeah. me, how many hours did you actually take you to build that? Oh, um, I didn't keep a log of my hours, but I worked on it in my spare time in the evenings uh, for, I would say, maybe three months. Um, wow. That's pretty impressive time. for that big yeah. of a model. Well, like I said, the technique is very very simple. It allows you to build an airplane really fast. And I was just saying to myself, building this thing, don't spend more time building it than you want to flush down the drain when it crashes. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, it looks great for an airplane that may crash on its next flight. Right. So it's just as good enough for me. Honestly, as a building material, I'm moving away from the expanded bead foam because uh, one-inch blue foam, blue core foam that you get all, can also get at the hardware right. store. When it's sanded, it doesn't give you that pot mark look right. that expanded bead foam does. And if you look at my uh, Vickers Valiant that's out there, it's a smooth finish, no pot marks, and it's not even treated with that uh, Styro spray. 
So no kidding. I, I, I learn things about new foams that I prefer as, as I go on. I find new tricks and new foams that I like better. The B24 that's out there is also a foam core box on the, on the bottom. Then the top inch of the fuselage or inch and a half is expanded bead foam, sanded into a curve to give it that B24 fuselage shape. But then I wrapped the whole thing in like 2-millimeter Depron. I skinned, really? skinned it. That's interesting. Yeah. So before I discovered blue foam, that was my way of easily producing a really smooth finish fuselage. A lot of guys will uh, put brown paper on it with uh, uh, Minwax, uh, do a layer or two of that, and then sand that, and that gives them a good, you know, uh, smooth finish. I, I haven't gotten into things like that because I'm still a little worried about weight. I didn't even use the po- the Styro spray lightly because I was worried about weight. But um, yeah, th- there's. It, Really, it doesn't, weigh, it doesn't weigh that much because the nice part about the really? Minwax, it's water-based. water-based. You use the water-based Minwax, ah. so 90% of it goes away. It just evaporates after it, after it dries. Ah. And you, it can add, add, you can add talcum powder oh, yeah. as ah. well to the Minwax, make it like milky, yeah. and then you can smooth it to where it's just a glass finish. I see. And you it know, smells good when you sand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the thing about scratch building is techniques and materials are almost as unique as the scratch builder. That's true. You know? Very, very true. So it's really fun to walk up the flight line. And there, there are a couple of scratch builders that I know in the community, and it's really fun to watch them grow and watch them evolve. Maybe you get a little bit of rivalry going on, but it's just like... <laughs> we know how that is. Yeah. That's, that's, so, that's but it's awesome. just... It, it is fun. It is fun. And I look at some of their techniques, and I think, how did you get it so smooth? Yeah, but it's just go. like... A little talcum powder yeah. minwax. <laughs> that, oh, maybe I'm giving away... Yeah, trade secrets. Uh, uh, <laughs> take that back. Actually, the guy I was talking to, he did Monocote. He covered oh, his yeah. with Monocote. Done that. Done yeah. that too. And he didn't have a problem with any melting or overheating? Didn't talk to him in depth about it, okay. so I, I'm not 100% sure, but... Depending on the foam you use, I think it can tolerate it up to a certain degree. I mean, I don't think you're going to come into it with a iron on maximum heat <laughs> right, setting, right. house iron or something. But <laughs> probably. Yeah, they, they make a special tool for that, I think. Right? No. Now, how did you get all of those motors synced up? Did, did each one of them runs off of a uh, different system? You know, when I take this B36 apart or I'm putting it together, it looks like a nightmare of spaghetti. <laughs> But there, wires there's everywhere. yeah, exactly. And there's so many wires stuffed into the belly pan of that airplane. It's not even funny. The ESCs, or like I was talking about with the batteries, you know, you branch the outboards into one, and then you branch and you branch the um, inboards into one. You branch the middles into one, and then you branch those in together. All, all their ESCs have. Uh, are going into servo wire har- harnesses oh, and servo extensions. It's almost like um, open-heart surgery sometimes. <laughs> you just got to trace where the wires are coming from, get them into their wire harnesses and keep track of them, following it like tributaries or something going into a river. You know, right. you just track the or nerves all going into an artery or something. You just you follow them all together, and they eventually they, they merge into one plug that plugs into your receiver. Wow. That's amazing. Have you had, ha, ever had any failures on any of the motors? Not on the motors. Uh, electric serverless retracts sometimes give me fits. Oh, yeah. um, this morning, I had an unexpected problem. I was taken off, and on liftoff, one of the struts just simply fell off. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. that happened earlier yeah. today, I think. Yeah. So we had an exciting little landing. Ended up landing on two wheels, and it was... Yeah, Actually, hey, no, da- well, no was, damage to the airplane. Right side up, so that's, yeah. that's the important And no thing. damage to the airplane, so right. yeah, that was pretty she'll be fine. Well, that's, uh, it, it looks good to fly. It's, it's amazing. Sounds amazing. It looks amazing. It's my, so I think, big. I think one of my favorite things about it is the sound. Yeah, you know, you, sound. Ju- you just can't replicate the sound of six electric the motors, motors all, all in yep. That is together. true. Yeah, all of them winding together at one time is amazing. <laughs> So out of your other creations that are there, which, which one is your favorite? It, it, it depends, you know. The B-36 is the headliner, and that's the airplane. I, I still think that's the airplane I'm most afraid to crash. But after, <laughs> after that, it's definitely, I, I, I would say the B-24, because it's still big, still multi-engine bomber. It's nine-foot wingspan. It's a little easier to handle, easier to fly, easier to set up. I guess I would, I guess have a little more fun bringing that to the field and flying it than the B-36 because the B-36 is a lot of work. 
to set up. Right. But the B-24 is just it, it's one-piece wing, a nine-foot surfboard that I just pull out of my van and then just plug it into the fuselage, and you're good to go. Right. The B-24 actually only has a retractable landing gear in the, in the wings. The nose gear is not retractable. It's a tiny little tail wheel that's just <laughs> oh, barely yeah. sticks out of the nose and is hooked up to a servo for rotor steering. But it's so, it's so small, you don't really notice it that well, or it looks like some sort of antenna sticking out when it flies by. So the B-24 is nice and simple, much more simple. The Vickers Valiant, I'm also kind of fond of. That's new. This is its first year. It just, uh, it just started flying a couple weeks ago. And it also has a nice degree of finish. It's, it looks more polished and more finished than the B-36 right now. It's easy to fly. It's, it's easy to set up. It's only a 63-inch wingspan. Pusher props in the trailing edge of the uh, edge, edges of the wing. It's it's got a loud buzz to it. I think what I love about it is like the B twenty four. It looks like a real Valiant in the air, and that's right. that's that's what I dig about it. The Hellcat is also <clears throat> uh, that's a sixty eight inch wingspan, powered by a Power ninety Outrunner. Its performance is great. Unfortunately, we had a hard landing because of this bloody crosswind today. Yeah, it is windy. So, today. It's a little windy today. It, it was so frustrating because I had my first touch with the ground was this beautiful and smooth grazing of the runway. Then the wind got under me and picked me up, and I started bouncing and bouncing. And unfortunately, I ripped one of the landing gear out of the wing, and that's right. going to take some doing right. to fix. But that's also got a nice degree of finish to it. That is the Styrospray fuselage. And the spray painting job I did on that I'm kind of proud of. So do you have anything in, uh, coming up for the future that, you, that you're that you going to be working on or that, a project that you got down the pipe? I've started working on a uh, 63, 64-inch SOP with triplane, and you don't see too many of those. Oh, it's a, uh, the triplane is overshadowed by the Fokker triplane, right. which actually was a copy or a German attempt to copy the SOP with triplane because the British started coming out with these triplanes first. And so I'm working on a on a sop with triplane next. I'm doing a lot of boats too, and I'm trying I'm trying to get to this um, 16 foot Lusitania that I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid. And I'm thinking this year might be the year to do that. But uh, that's boats, and I won't load you down with that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now we were here last year, and you had an interesting guy running up and down the. The flight line. Oh, R five. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he's he's conked up. He's conked out with uh, some motor trouble this year, so he won't make it. But but that was yeah. a, it was like an R five unit. The Star yeah, Wars R five. Yeah, I call him R five T eight. Okay. Tate, and he's a life size R five astromech from Star Wars, made out of various types of foam, foam core board, Depron, and very lightweight. But it's just like. He came, he came about because I did have an ability to build out of foam. Right. And I see people on YouTube building life-size R2 droids, R5 droids that weigh a couple hundred pounds and cost like $20,000 to produce. <laughs> and they're, But these things are made out of metal and plastics and all sorts of stuff and are indistinguishable from what you see in the movie, right. which is great when you're appearing at a Star Wars convention. If you don't really want to spend twenty thousand dollars on a life size R two droid or something, I did a Styrofoam R five for like probably less than a hundred bucks. Twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's on sale today. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was yeah. Just like I did it for a low price, and he would have had a terrible time out in this wind though because yeah. he's so lightweight. Yeah, he got knocked over once or twice last year. I yeah, think. We yeah, come through. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I I forgot a couple of times last year to keep his dead weight a bat, empty battery in his feet to keep him from tipping, <laughs> tipping over. over. Yeah, it was kind of fun to watch though. The kids really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. they sure did. Yeah, it definitely was a crowd pleaser. <laughs> well, how how long have you been uh, flying RC? Wow, this will be my tenth year. Tenth year. Yeah, you've been scratch building about the same length of time. Not exactly. I started scratch building probably within a year of when I started. First, I was I, I started on store bought airplanes, and sure. got to give a shout out to that old Hobby Zone Super Cub thing because that that thing really took care of me, and I taught myself to fly on that thing. Wow! And it was tough, and it was durable, and it kept me gratified enough that I kept kept continuing right. to try. I didn't want to give up because. I felt like I was getting good enough because I had an airplane that was taking care of me, that was standing up to the to the rigors of a new pilot. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are uh, those are good airplanes. They're good airplanes. Yeah. Originally, I started scratch building with flat plate profile airplanes, yeah. which was great, and I, I enjoyed painting them up and trying to make them look as good and detailed and scale as possible. But there's only so far you can go with profile foamies, and I eventually started branching out. Well, you've done a great job. We uh, fantastic. Like it. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. thank you. So. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we're going to uh, continue on down the flight line. But uh, thanks okay. for thanks for ha- uh, joining us here. Okay, thanks, thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Okay, bye. Well, what did you think of the Electric Festival? Well, it was a good ending. It was rather, like I said, I had a good time, but for us, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. I, just because we had a few losses. Yeah, we did have a couple of losses this year, but. Uh, and I thought we'd have a new family member, but it turns out during the raffle we we missed a new family member by one number. Either side <laughs> Twice, us, either side. Either side of us, somebody yeah. else won a plane on us. So right, that's the bad part. And then after the raffle, the weather cleared, and we decided to go out and fly your Sea Fury. Yeah, it uh, worked really well. I, sea Fury performed great. The, um, the the wind was straight down the runway. Had a beautiful greaser of a landing. And then you let me fly it for a little bit, and I I had a great time. I had a, a little touch and go for the for taking off, but you know, got it sorted out. I kind of lost it for a second or two. I mean, it seemed like I lost radio control, and then it popped back in, and then I flew around a little bit more, and then I landed. Um, it was making a weird noise. It was making though. a weird noise because I kind of ground off a, maybe, you know, a centimeter or two of the prop. He <laughs> um, did pro- he did ground a little yeah, bit of the prop and, off. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so we came back to look at it, and the motor was loose, so no problem. We looked at it, took, you know, ended up taking the motor out, a little CA on the screws, you know, to hold the motor down and re-put it all back together, went back out for a final test flight. The weather broke again. You know, it was nice and clear. The clouds stopped. The wind stopped. Mike went to take it off, and it sounded horrible. It was one of those things, yeah. yeah well, I don't know what that was. It. I, I, think, the fan, was... I, th- I think the blades were unbalanced. It, was, it just had that It sounded way worse than that. I don't okay. know if the motor mount came loose again or it was vibrating against it. Something, something wasn't right. Yeah. So you made, what, about three or four laps, and then you said, eh. I'm going to bring it back and land it. and Well, I had put the gear up and the flaps up, and the airplane was coming around. It didn't sound well, so I thought, right. well, we'll bring it on in. So right. I cycled the gear again and uh, tried to get the gear to come back down. And when the gear finally was down and locked, I put uh, some flaps in and was just uh, flying on a downwind for uh, landing. Just as I started to turn base, I lost all control. Uh, I must have had a brownout, or I blocked one of the antennas, or something happened. But uh, yeah, I pulled the power to idle, and it didn't didn't come to idle. You it had stayed. nothing. It yeah, just nothing. It, and it was one of those. It didn't lock in the in the last position. It just it sent you into a dot, you know, downward, straight down, blam. Right. It wasn't kind of glide. It was just gliding. Yeah, that would have probably been survivable. Yeah, because because you, you weren't. It. it wasn't like you were out of control or you were diving the plane, and then this happened. You were flying your downwind leg, right. and you were straight level. That's correct. And on top of that, you had a uh, lemon receiver in the plane with a stabilizer. That is correct. So the plane was stabilized in stabilized mode, flying straight and level when you lost control. That is correct. So, yeah, either you brown out something with the radio. We've never had a problem with lemon receivers before. Nope. I don't know. And that was a DM, DSM, uh, DSMX uh, receiver, I believe. I do. Bl- I, I think so. So it's very disturbing because, you know, uh, it was one of my Christmas gifts to Mike. It was. Um, and I've had it for uh, almost two or three years. Yeah. But unfortunately, you really haven't had it. You really haven't had too many opportunities to fly it. So really, today was the most flights that we've done on a day on that on that particular plane. That's true. We did get like four or five flights in it on, though. And I could see that by the, you know, by the second flight that you had there, you were getting that familiar smile on your face again because you were starting <laughs> to enjoy it. And I took some pictures of it. Oh, good. We had we had uh, straight down the runway when you were flying down that with the wind. You know, it was maybe doing about ten miles an hour or so. It slowed way down, and you you did some beautiful slow passes right by us. And I, hopefully, those pictures will turn out. Yeah, we'll have to post them on our site. Yeah. So. 
other than that, it was a great electric festival. I, I, uh, what did you, what did you get in your, um, in your bag? bag? Yeah, your goodie bag. Right. Okay. So, folks, like I said, uh, the best part about this uh, electric festival is you get presents for just for your flying, your three days of flying. You get a pizza party. You get uh, a grab bag that you that you or a gift that you get. A you raffle, get, I think. You get a ra- excuse I me. Raffle. You get a raffle uh, ticket for whatever gets raffled off at the at the end of the festival. When you show up at the festival, you get a grab bag which has glue, stickers, you know, just various little things that are nice. Right there, it's well worth the price, uh, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah, it's well, it's well well worth it. Um, like I said, in the years past, it's it's just been great. People have come in and gotten something way more than what you know their ticket price was. Yeah, yes. and the weather kind of kept a lot of people out this year. Uh, Zap really stepped up. We didn't get to talk to those guys too much, but they they stepped up and uh, gave everybody five minute epoxies and which is CA very nice. You needed some. And, you really yeah, I did. did. Some. <laughs> I could have used some on the Sea Fury actually, <laughs> uh, but they. You know, they gave everybody a goodie bag when you checked in. And then um, for the pilot raffle, I actually got uh, a new battery and some battery yeah, uh, checkers. Yeah, it, looked, it didn't it look was, like you had much in the bag, but no, I was surprised at what, what they gave you. Yeah, but I did miss the aircraft. The guy right in front of me got one, and the guy right behind me got one. Both of them were Spitfires, amazingly enough. Yeah. So, yeah. In my bag, I got um, I got a T-shirt. I got one. I got a, a the I got a Zap T-shirt. I got some glue, and I'm thinking I'm missing something. I got something else with with my with I think my. You got a battery checker too, I think. Oh, I got a battery checker, and I keep thinking there's one more thing. I thought I got one more gift or goodie. Either way, it was it, it's nice stuff. It's it's kind of it's kind of stuff that you like to have. You know, I could use one of these. So yeah, it was it was pretty nice. These battery checkers are, uh, I, I believe, they're Hobby King versions. Yeah, and they, oh, uh, and they're, they're not they're, just they're, battery checkers, right? Yeah, they uh, they actually will discharge your battery to a certain voltage, right? Or it will uh, uh, balance balance. Yeah, you'll balance right. out the right. uh, battery as well. So that's that's really nice. That's a lot better than the battery checkers that that we were using. So that's true because we just had the number users. Yeah, just read out do. the voltage or something. That was right. it. So yeah, this is that was a nice little improvement to step up for that. So. Well, I uh, I really enjoy the Electric Festival. It's I'm glad you got to stick around to uh, go see it. Glad we got to talk to everybody here. It was uh, a lot of fun despite the weather. It was, and uh, we got to meet a lot of good guys and you know talk well, to Tim and Tony. Every, and, and like I said, despite the the downheartening weather, everybody <laughs> was upbeat and happy and talkative, and it just was a blast. Everybody, you know, everybody was there to have fun. And like I said, it was funny to watch. The little pocket of clear weather, and then everybody run out there like race, like we're racing elbows to get out there to, to go fly. Yeah, normally they only have what four guys or five guys flying at a time, and I think when yeah. the weather broke, there must have been like fifteen guys. Yes, out there, there were like fifteen guys. <laughs> it was like nobody even cared. We all just ran out there, and we had every type of airplane you can imagine in the air. We were flying the Sea Fury. There was a couple of three D guys with some few huge, jets. you know, yeah. huge. 70-inch airplanes doing 3D. There was a couple of jets going around. Oh, and uh, our friend from uh, Northwest uh, uh, RC had his... Oh, the outlaw, outlaw Tim. Yeah, yeah, electric, yeah Tim, electric, Tim had the, the outlaw outlaw. flying. And it was kind of funny because you were putting along that thing and said, right through the middle of all <laughs> these slow planes. Yeah, that's true, oh, yeah. He exciting. was doing low passes yep. underneath everybody. It was pretty funny. It's a good year. I, I liked it. Yeah, me too. Uh, probably get, we'll probably do it again next year. I think we may we'll try definitely to do it again next you know, year. Do some overnight stuff and uh, do some night flying. Yeah, because uh, we didn't get to stay for the night fly this year. Something that they do at the Electric Festival on a regular basis. Honestly, I don't have any night flying equipment. Well, I'm gonna need a new airplane, right? Now, I think the night fly would be good. I still, I should probably look into getting one of those and and practice before next year. But uh, I think next year we're probably try to to get a little bit bigger presence for us this was our first year of the podcast there at the electric festival everybody was excited about it and uh you know talking about it so i think next year we'll probably do it up a little bit bigger and you know maybe spend a little more time uh you know camp out overnight do something like that a lot of people wanting to uh hey what's going on over here it's kind of funny when you're sitting there with headsets and microphones, and you know, are all set up for a podcast. Yeah, because like we could have just been two guys just with just microphones that didn't plug into anything. <laughs> just sitting there talking. And everybody's, that would have been. Everybody's funny. just coming over. What are you talking about? What's going on? Sure, sure. 
Well, that pretty much wraps up our electric festival for this year. We uh, appreciate you joining us here at the Park Fire Podcast for our uh, our, our electric festival. Yeah, our first ever broadcast edition. at the 13th yeah. annual uh, uh, festival, and hopefully next year at the 14th annual festival, you guys will join us. Yeah, everybody uh, is invited to come out. It's in uh, Mesa, Arizona, and as uh, Shannon said, they, they should have uh, information up on the website here within a few months of, of this ending. They'll get their staff together and talk what went good, what went bad. They're still trying to figure this weather thing out. I, I know in years past it's been in January and the weather's been kind of crazy, but they moved it to the last weekend of February and Shannon's pretty good. He doesn't want to interfere with anything, so um, we'll see what they have in store for us next year. Well, thanks for joining us. If you uh, get a chance, go on to iTunes. Give us a star rating and review. We appreciate your comments. If you had any questions about the podcast, please email us at uh, parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to uh, talk about whatever questions or comments you might have, and we hope to see you again here in a few weeks. You're here. All right. Jay, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Mike, thanks a lot. Bye. All right. We'll see you. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please feel free to email your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.